Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. The men will cheer, the boys will shout, the ladies, they will all turn out and we'll all feel gay when Johnny comes marching home. Yeah, don't go away, it sounds abysmal, I know. But you know you're only in one place. I don't want to break up the music. We ended one stanza. We started with one anew. On the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg. We don't need to go into the perfunctories because we're already on a roll. Man, we've been disagreeing with each other for a very long time. That was a noted Civil War song supposedly to demonstrate the longing and feeling we had for brothers and families because that was our own country. Brothers fighting brothers. Leaders who all trained together fighting on other sides. And all this wasn't after too long when this great nation was founded supposedly upon Judeo-Christian values, ideals. But yet we had war. We've had dissension. People disagreeing with one another. Are we in a different place now? Hmm. The world's gone to hell in a handbasket, and it seems like it's gone to hell in a handbasket right here in our own country. Let's go back here a little bit. Let's think about this. When was the last time we won a war? Don't tell me Korea. Don't tell me Korea in the 50s. Give me a break, man. How in the world could you constitute victory there? I'm going to say World War II. Korea we lost. Vietnam we lost. What do we have after Vietnam? Pull out of Saigon in 75. Then we start playing a little cat and mouse moving those pieces across the chessboard, uh, failed hostage rescue attempt in 80, Reagan becomes president, hostages released immediately thereafter. And we love October surprises, October surprises in history. So of course we have the Beirut bombing, the Marines, 83 in Lebanon, and guess what? In 83, what did we launch? Invasion of Grenada. Okay. Some of those actors were already in play then. Storm and Norman was around back then. Remember old Storm and Norman? First Gulf War. He's leading all the coalition forces, but looks like he can't even run from one end of my long driveway to the other. That's a disgrace. Remember that, man. Uh, then let's jump into, of course, we had President Bush by then, and my gosh, old General Noriega, I mean, my God, the guy had been taking money from the CIA for years, running 
boatloads of drugs into our wonderful country, but for some reason, we were upset with that fella. 89, he had to, he had to be disposed of. All right, by then we had Colin Powell in the mix. 91, first Gulf War. Okay, we got Storm and Norman and Colin Powell back. Of course, Storm and Norman was supposedly the modern-day version of Patton, who wanted to continue the job against Russia back in World War II. And he gets handcuffed, reprimanded, passes away. Car accident, and Storm and Norman wanted to continue and get rid of poor old Saddam. Because Saddam was a bad guy. But we'd only killed a generation of, yeah, Iraqis while we were supporting them in a generation of Iranians because Iran was bad. And that wasn't that much before then. Okay, he gets nipped in the bud, things dampen down, and you have the Battle of Mogadishu, 93, October again. Another October surprise. And I would say that's probably the birth pains of what everyone's heard about all these years, 21 years up until the pull out of Afghanistan. And we left uh, countless lives in the balance. And of course, all of our equipment and people that had befriended us, we had befriended them, left to die. 2000, I mean, bombings here, thereafter. In the interim, of course, 9-11, a little bit of a different deal. Then you have 2003, we put Colin Powell back on stage, a fine man, a temperate man. I always enjoyed listening to him as well as believed in what he stood for. So either he went along with the process or he was duped. Later on, he would say he was duped. Because there were no WMDs in Iraq. We all know that. That was BS. And I think he knew that. But as Secretary of State, now he was in a suit, uniform was off. He could have simply resigned. I mean, he served at the behest of the president. And so we follow that modern day melee all the way up into the present. Have we won any wars? And now we're supporting another big one. But the opposition over there is quite a bit more formal. And I can tell you this. It's one thing to fight a bunch of dudes in track suits and cheetah high tops for 20 years. Than it is to go into a place that has a prepared and hardened military. Maybe we need to cut that crap out. Maybe the people that we elect need to learn how to get along. Maybe they need to be representing our actual true interests instead of their own. Can you work with someone even if you don't like someone? Is it your feelings that seem to get in the way? We're indoctrinated in that process ever since we were kids. 
We have to get along with people in school or we won't stay in school. Uh, maybe you play sports. You have to get along with the other people on your team or your team's not going to be very effective. You get out into the workplace as a grown man or woman. Don't you have to get along with people in that organization? But for some reason, our leaders, they don't have to get along. It's amazing. The polarity, the divisiveness, all the stuff you can hear from the talking pundits every single day, right? Why can we not simply hear about people creating bridges between one another and learning to work together? I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a Republicrat, a Demican. It doesn't matter. Do right by us. You may adhere a little bit more stringently to a certain core value and you believe that that defines you. But what if your neighbor next to you doesn't quite see eye to eye with you on his core values? You're not going to talk to your neighbor? You've got weeds growing up along your fence or a fence that's falling apart. You're not going to work with this guy to get rid of the weeds and or to repair your fence? This is ludicrous. You cannot advance further if you can't get along with people. So if you're a Republican... You should be listening to Democrats. And if you're a Democrat, you should be listening to Republicans. Because we all know it. No matter what populace you are seeking to govern and or serve in whatever capacity, both of those people aligned with that name are there. Do you fools have kids? Are your kids exact robotic facsimiles of one another? Or do they have differences? And if you don't like how one kid acts in comparison to the other, uh, I don't know. You're going to blackball the dude? You're not going to listen to him? You're not going to be a parent anymore? Bullshit. Get over it. Start working together. Lesson for the day. Learn to work with people different than yourself. Lesson number two. Change is uncomfortable. When you sit in comfort for too long, you waste away. We only grow when we are not comfortable. I've been there. I've sat on my ass uh, for periods of time where I thought things were just great because I had arrived and or there was plenty. Life was very comfortable. But was I growing? Was my family prospering? That doesn't necessarily mean economically. Growth takes on many forms. 
So if you're disenfranchised by a government and or an organization, take away their comfort. Give them a bit of chaos because they have gotten too comfortable. Let's move them right along. Hell, even on the rock. And when I say the rock, I mean the island of Alcatraz. U.S. Penitentiary Alcatraz. Where the worst offenders in the country were sent, supposedly. What was the first thing that they did with those guys? They fattened them up like pigs at a trough. They gave them amazing hot water, unlimited time in the showers. So they would be comfortable. And not a one of those guys. And I would venture to tell you there were probably many a brilliant men. Did they use it in the wrong way? Sure. Doesn't mean they weren't smart. Well, when you're comfortable... You don't ever even contemplate getting out in that nice, cold, choppy water because that's chaos. We've got to change our thinking paradigm, men. Chaos is our friend. Chaos is where we want to be. But we need to learn to navigate it. Not dismiss it, not get rid of it, but learn to make it our friend and then we can meander here and there comfortably. In closing, we already now have the lesson for the day. We have lesson number two. Therefore, I'm going to give you a final cause to action. When you know something is not right and or it produces anxiety. No, don't reach for the Xanax. We know they're readily available. Find out why you were feeling uncomfortable. What is it that you are worried about? Where is that fear really coming from? Right then and there. Ask the questions. Dig deep. Look inside yourself. Bring it to the attentions of your loved ones. Why is this interplay between us forced and or rife with strife? Why are we feeling this way? What is the actual source? Let's break it down right then and there before it becomes an overwhelming pile of you-know-what on top of our head that we can't claw out of, nor do we even want to attempt it because it stinks and it's messy. To go back to what I said earlier in this episode, let's nip it in the bud the moment it occurs. We will be more healthy. Our families will be more healthy. You know why? It's more authentic and true. 
And that is where we all need to begin. We will pick up at this point on the next episode of the Comfortable in Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Eric Helberg. So glad to be with you today. And until next time, bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast.